It's time to get down to business on the weekend's number one business program. Known as the king of networking, your host, Shalom Klein, has worked with thousands of entrepreneurs and created countless jobs. So, to success, let's get down to business. Let's get down to business. We are all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship and business. We talk a lot about small business here. You're listening to Get Down to Business, and I'm your host, Shalom Klein. Remember, you can always download podcasts from Get Down to Business on my website at shalomkline.com. And while you are there, don't forget to follow me on Twitter at Shalom Klein. It's going to be it's going to be a jam-packed week of content and information. You will not want to miss some fantastic guests lined up on the show today. And you can always call us with your questions, comments, feedback at 312-642-5600, 312 5,600. So before we get started with some of our guests today, I thought it'd be very appropriate to uh, kick off and talk about some messages of thanks and showing appreciation during this holiday season. Uh, Actually, last Sunday, I was not here in studio. Uh, The show actually uh, was recorded before Thanksgiving um, because I was actually in Hong Kong, which was pretty cool. I actually found out today that in China, um, Black Friday is actually not uh, is actually not the biggest online shopping day. Um, it's not Cyber Monday or anything like that. In China, actually, the busiest online shopping day in the world, uh, even over and above Black Friday or Cyber Monday or Giving Tuesday or Small Business Saturday or any of those other special days. It's actually a day called Singles Day. And Singles Day is every year on November 11th. And you can note the numbers for yourself, 1111. Um, in 2011, it had special significance, 111111. Um, and obviously, you can uh, infer for yourself that one for singles. Okay, I don't need to explain any more on that. But that is actually the busiest online shopping day. Pretty cool. Um, but I was in Hong Kong last Sunday for the show. So I didn't have much uh, of an opportunity to talk much about Thanksgiving. Uh, but today I wanted to briefly talk to you about giving thanks and showing appreciation to both your employees and your clients during the holiday season. And our good friends at Tandem HR provided some examples of some simple ways that you can do this. Uh, and in fact, there's still time to do it. I know it's after Thanksgiving, but holiday parties, I know I've been scheduling meetings with people and so many people are responding to me and saying, oh, I can't that night because of my company's holiday party. I actually uh, I actually am very proud of those companies that are doing that. Companies, even in this uh, age of austerity and uh, and you know, cutbacks and watching the budget, uh, people are still taking the time to show appreciation to their clients, to their employees, which is just so important. So if you have a large group meeting involving many employees or maybe even a department meeting, or you should go around the room 
and ask each person to give thanks to one other individual in the room. They could voice their thanksgiving for that person, whether it's something they've specifically done or just for being a team player. Another thing you can do is close the office early the day before a holiday. If you typically close at 5 p.m., maybe announce you're going to close at 2 p.m. the day before the holiday. This is a great way to allow your employees to beat rush hour traffic, get home, start getting into the holiday spirit. If they're traveling for the holidays, they could get out on the road before the rest of the crowd. Another great way to express your gratitude is to write a personal thank you note to your employees. That personal aspect will show you that you've put some thought into it. it will go a long way. Now, what about clients or customers? One popular thing is to give out goodies this time of year. Perhaps hand-deliver those goodies. It's an excellent way to show your appreciation for their business and have some face-to-face contact. If you cannot hand-deliver, adding a handwritten personal note goes a long way as well. If you don't have time for either of those, send a thoughtful email thanking them for the opportunity to partner with them and let them know how much you look forward to continue to work with them in 2018. Hope you enjoy uh, those tips, uh, many of those tips provided by our good friends at Tandem HR. Check out their website, tandemhr.com. You can always give them a call. They have some great HR advice that they're always happy to share with any of our loyal Get Down to Business listeners. Uh, they're always happy to provide a free consultation. And again, you could contact them, 630-928-0510. And if there's some special way that you're giving thanks to your clients to your uh, to your customers, to your employees, give us a call. Let us know three one two six four two fifty six hundred three one two six four two fifty six hundred. We are taking your calls and certainly always welcome your feedback. You can always tweet me at Shalom Klein or get on my brand new website. Tand, sorry, that's our sponsor's website, tandemhr.com. You get on my website, shalomkline.com. Both of our websites link to each other. And uh, you could always download podcasts from any of the past multiple years of this program. Uh, you won't regret it. But I also wanted to briefly touch on some uh, ways that you can improve your uh, relationship building techniques. Specifically, I know my tips just now were really focused on internal with employees, but uh, this is a great time coming just after Small Business Saturday to talk a little bit about relationship building with entrepreneurs, relationship building with customers, relationship building with clients. And uh, I actually read a quote online from a woman by the name of Susan Scott, the CEO and founder of Fierce Inc. And uh, she, the quote, very simple quote, but so uh, so to the point is the conversation is the relationship. Um, I recently received a note from an entrepreneur who attended one of the networking events and workshops that I put on. Uh, this one was actually not in Chicago. He shared that the techniques uh, that we worked on continue to have a positive impact on his company's ability to connect with prospects and clients. Then he asked me a question, which I think perhaps some of our listeners can actually help me answer. And certainly welcome that feedback uh, by, again, contacting me. You could even call into the program uh, here at 312-642-5600. What question did the entrepreneur ask and how you can help? The entrepreneur has remained curious about open-ended questions and inspiring conversation. Do I have any additional resources, he asked, on creating great questions? While I do have some research set aside Um, for the upcoming holiday. I'm hoping you can contribute some ideas this week. Not long ago, I introduced you to the two questions you must answer quickly at the beginning of every cold call. When you accomplish this, you eliminate distractions for your prospect. And if you've sparked their curiosity, 
they will engage in that conversation. So how do you get that conversation started? You must be asking. You need to ask an open-ended question, not in order to make an immediate sale, but to uncover your prospect's needs and desires and begin building relationships. You see, a a cold call is really the last step of your research process. You've done all your homework and you're confident your services are a fit for that prospect, but you can't know for sure that until you have a conversation. So the script that I shared with that individual, uh, including my go-to open-ended question is, hi, it's Shalom Klein. Uh, The reason for my call today is I understand you have a team of people making outbound sales calls. I work with teams like yours, giving them the skills that they need to be more effective on the phone and produce more revenue. I'm wondering, how do you choose the trainers that work with your team? There's so many ways a prospect could answer that question. And this is the challenge. Open-ended questions require us to be prepared for anything, to know our product or service so well that no matter what the response, we remain comfortable and confident within the conversation. The most common response uh, that I have to that question is, hmm, tell me a little bit more about what you do. And isn't that perfect? The prospect actually gives me permission to describe in detail the services and benefits of working with me. Other responses include, we have a budget annually and make decisions at that time. In case, In that case, I find out more about the about the guidelines for that, or all of our training is decided by a head office somewhere or so, somewhere else. Here, I push back a little bit and say, so you aren't able to work with any local people? I'd certainly ask about and, and, and call the correct contact at that office. In every scenario, I forward information by email. Good follow-up, you know from listening to this program, is key to success in business. And whether the answer is yes, no, or maybe I use every opportunity to sort of build that brand. And I encourage you to do the same thing in your business as, uh, as I've been taught uh, by uh, family, by my father in business, and certainly I uh, have discovered firsthand uh, myself that it's all widgets. And uh, again, no matter what line of work you're in, the same techniques of relationship building absolutely holds true. So give it a try yourself in this holiday season. This is a perfect time where people are often... Staying local, they're staying in their offices for those holiday parties, they're staying close um, for different customer appreciation events. They may actually answer your calls and engage in that conversation. There's nothing quite like a conversation. If you do it well, that conversation will lead to follow-up meetings. Those meetings will lead to business opportunities, and the sky's the limit from there. And that's indeed what it's all about. So uh, put those those lessons into practice, both regarding showing appreciation to your customers as well as to your employees. And sort of have a special touch um, to that. Don't make it generic. Don't uh, just sort of wing it. Uh, it never ends up going well. And, uh, and, and you'll make an impact. You'll discover it. I'd love to hear your feedback on how it goes. Give us a call here in studio 630, sorry, 312-642-5600, 312-642-5600. You can call our sponsors, Tandem HR 630-928-0510. Uh, would love to hear your feedback. You can always go to my website, shalomkline.com, where you can download podcasts from past episodes on the show. Coming up after the break, we're going to be talking about Chicago small businesses needing more lending options. You don't want to miss it. Fantastic conversation coming up right after this quick break. 
Back on the show, all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. And speaking of small business, there's an organization that I've admired for a very long time. Uh, small Business Majority, a nonprofit with a network of 55,000 small business owners nationwide and an office in Chicago. And I'm thrilled to have Jerry Aglipe on the program. Jerry uh, manages Small Business Majority's outreach efforts in the greater Chicagoland area and the Midwest region. And uh, so appreciate you having you on the program. Welcome to Get Down to Business. Great. Thank you for having me, Shalom. Good evening. Good evening. Well, it's great to have you. And I know that uh, you're you're working on so many different initiatives. And I can't wait to talk to you about many of them today and certainly have you on um, in the future all about small business. But in particular, uh, I know you've been working closely with the Chicago City Treasurer, a frequent guest on Get Down to Business, Kurt Summers. Um, and you've recently launched a new online lending tool called Simple Growth. Uh, Jerry, do you mind telling us a little bit about it? Yeah, um, Simple Growth is actually a, uh, a, a marketplace, online marketplace lending portal developed by Small Business Majority in partnership with Fundera and Axion to help local small businesses access the financing that they need in a very safe and responsible manner. Um, unlike other lending options, Simple Growth is a, a lending portal, which is a one-stop shop application portal, which connects Chicagoland small businesses to mission-based lenders, safe and flexible financing. But um, what they also offer is um, connection to the lender that will also create a relationship with that person and help them to develop their business operations if they're not quite yet yet ready for a loan to get them loan ready as well. That's incredible. And small businesses uh, are the, uh, you know, it, it's spoken about so frequently. Um, I feel that we are the lifeblood of the economy, but often the resources that are provided to this so important segment of the economy are not uh, in line with the resources that are provided, uh, perhaps to our larger counterparts. But even within small businesses, there are many uh, businesses that are uh, not given all of the opportunities that they deserve, including some women in business and including some minority-owned businesses. And I know that um, Small Business Majority has been very focused on that issue. And you actually recently held an event uh, November 7th. Tell us a little bit about some of your outreach efforts and I guess some of your advocacy efforts trying to make an impact. Well, um, the events that we're doing are around simple growth. Um, as you may know, Shalom, um, small business bank lending has been down especially since the recession hit in 2008. In fact, Small Business Administrator Karen Mills authored a paper at Harvard Business School that increasingly um, banks, traditional banks, are less focused on lending to small business owners. So what's happening is that um, you have on average 8,000 loans that are declined on a daily basis in this country um, for small business owners. And because the larger traditional banks aren't lending as much, um, what happens is that what we're seeing is an increase of mission-based lenders and CDFIs fill that void as well. Now, these mission-based lenders, such as community development financial institutions, you know, are certified by the Department of Treasury, or they can be community banks and um, credit unions as well. But they are there to actually, their original mission is to support small business owners. And one of the focus of Simple Growth isn't just to fill that void of small business lending, but for Simple Growth especially, 
acknowledging that there is a dearth of economic activity, most especially in the Chicago South, Southwest, and West Sides, in terms of small businesses being key indicators for economic development. We're really trying to help promote simple growth, not just throughout all of greater Chicagoland, but a concerted effort in Chicago's Southwest and Southwest Sides to especially the underserved business owners, which are traditionally women and minorities. Uh, Women tend to get approximately half the um, funding that they need, and minorities tend to also get about a a fraction of the loan amounts that they need, generally because women and minorities, you know, come from a, um, a place where their assets are not as large as other small business owners who may be starting up as well. So Simple Growth is designed to help for all small businesses and enterprises in greater Chicagoland, but a concerted effort to minority and underserved communities, especially women and minority firms that are most vulnerable to predatory lending practices, which is why um, City Treasurer Kurt Summers, who's been a fantastic supporter of this effort, um, we are trying to promote small, uh, simple growth to those small business owners. Um, we, you were correct. We recently held an event for women entrepreneurs in the um, south side of Chicago with the Greater South uh, West Development Corporation um, to increase women entrepreneurs' knowledge of ways to access capital and um, you know, talking about the Simple Growth Program. We got a lot of interest from the participants at that event. And Jerry, I have to, I have to admit, I'm jealous that I wasn't able to, to be there, although I did spread the word about oh, it. Oh, but you're a male, Shalom. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. And I heard from one of the participants that were there that uh, I believe one of the speakers, Ramona Thomas, who's the owner of My Chocolate Soul, um, spoke yeah. about her experiences applying for and gaining capital. So anybody that... Uh, that that has business called My Chocolate Soul. Um, that's pretty. That's pretty awesome. That's pretty cool. But Jerry, I, I have to ask. Um, you you've talked a lot about the resources being provided on the small business side and on, on the entrepreneurial side, which is just so important. And uh, certainly, we'll do all we can on this program to get the word out about all of those resources. But interestingly enough, um, Simple Growth is really all about, as you said, it's basically a lending tool, summing it up, that easily connects Chicago businesses. But I think the buzzword is to local lenders. And why don't you tell us a little bit about that? About I mean, we we know of all the all the big names in, in the world of banking and financial services, but I believe the the uh, the secret over here and the really important thing that I know Kurt has been so focused on is making sure that the city is doing business with local financial institutions. And you believe that small businesses can do the same thing and keep the money within within uh, a sort of our uh, our borders. Correct. Um, what Simple Growth does is it's a it's actually free. First of all, for anybody who's listening, there is no cost to go through the application for Simple Growth process. It matches the borrower or would-be borrower to local Chicago-based lenders only. Um, and what that does is it makes sure that they're connected to a mission-based lender who is in Chicagoland, has a physical location, has staff dedicated to growing that small business in their local neighborhood to make that small business owner thrive, contributes to the local economy and their customers and or clients who then you know, patronize that small business, continue to patronize that business owner. And what you see then is that impact of that small business and the local customers having an impact of more economic activity in that neighborhood 
and revitalization of those neighborhoods as well, um, in concert with other economic investments that are occurring. That's fantastic. So, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, and so some of the lenders that you'll see on there are um, Axion. Chicago um, is one of the lenders and uh, a great partner of ours across the country and here in Chicago as well. A LISC, small business, and that's L-I-S-C, small business as well. Um, And the Women's Business Development Center, all fabulous lenders who, you know, make sure that the borrower gets not only the financing that they need and is safe, but also develops a relationship with the borrower, which I think is key to what the Chicago-based lenders um, have as a unique characteristic. That's fantastic. And uh, briefly, in our final minute remaining, uh, I know uh, I know that uh, in this day and age, uh, so many uh, topics are politicized, and certainly uh, these past few weeks, there's been a lot of feelings about the most recent uh, tax plan that uh, that the Senate just voted on. Uh, but I believe that small business is a nonpartisan issue. And uh, if you don't mind, just briefly share a little bit about some of the other advocacy efforts that Small Business Majority is uh, involved in. And of course, uh, please uh, tell us how to get involved and how to get in touch. Fabulous. Um, well, some of the um, advocacy issues that we're concerned with reflect with what our, what we find nationally small business owners find most um, pressing for themselves. You know, um, health care is, of course, always cited across the country as, as a concern. It's something that you, uh, small business owners want to have. It's a, um, a benefit that they find that's helpful to launching their business, actually, as well. Um, other issues that we're engaged in, of course, are, are taxes and, and budget issues. Um, retirement security is a an issue that we're engaged with across the country and here in Illinois, making sure that small business owners have the tools that they need to understand retirement. Security. Jerry, we're going to have to leave it there. If you don't mind, uh, sh- uh, tell us how to get it, how to get in touch. Um, www.smallbusinessmajority.org. Fantastic. Smallbusinessmajority.org. Uh, Jerry Aglipe, we appreciate having you on the program. And certainly, uh, please keep us posted about all of the events and activities you're involved in. We'd love to help you spread the word. Yes, and Simple Growth, Simple Growth, We'll be right back. More Get Down to Business. Welcome back to Get Down to Business, this show all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. I'm thrilled to be joined by Colleen Warner, the founder and CEO of LulaFit, a wellness consultancy that can help businesses attract and retain top talent, increase productivity, and, get, and grow the bottom line through prioritizing employee health. Colleen, you have quite the fascinating story. Uh, it's a privilege to have you here and get down to business. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So tell me a little bit before we talk about what you do, tell me a bit, a little bit about your story, because I know you and I uh, chatted offline and uh, you've got quite the fascinating journey. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, in my, in my former life, I was a professional ballet dancer. That's kind of how I got started um, in the industry, you know, as a starving artist. (laughs) So what they, what they don't tell you about being a starving artist is that you are actually starving. So I, that's kind of what uh, led me into being a you know starving entrepreneur at first. But I actually was um, studying dance at the University of Michigan um, after I had spent a couple years dancing uh, classical ballet. And uh, the dance department was connected to the kinesiology department. So I would walk through the kinesiology department to get to, um, to class and I just 
saw all these people studying human anatomy and and seeing all the cool things that the body could do, and I just became completely fascinated. I, I uh, have become a certified body geek. So, um, and really, the the most interesting thing to me was you know, we are living in the most sophisticated piece of technology that we have ever seen, yet we really don't know how to use it very well. So I, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't get a new iPhone without, you know, going through uh, the, the instructions or probably watching a couple of YouTube videos on how to, to use it. So I really wanted to dedicate my life um, teaching how to people, how to, people how to use their body better. Um, it's not really something that we're, we're taught or that's, necessary for us to learn for most of our, our jobs, but it has a huge effect on our performance. A- absolutely. So Colleen, you've, you've developed uh, LulaFit and really created yep. a, a, uh, a customized sort of approach, a personalized and convenient uh, approach and experience uh, targeting five core areas of well-being. Why don't you tell us a little bit about those sort of those five core principles and, uh, and I guess how you do it. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, a lot of people, they think of wellness, they think of the first couple that are probably pretty obvious to people, right? Movement. So you got to move be, to be healthy and also fuel what you put in your food intake. Uh, the three that people probably don't think about as much is one ergonomics, the way you're moving about your daily life, perhaps sitting at your office and working. And my two favorites are on the tail end that people really leave out of the equation. And those are stress and sleep. And I think that stress and sleep can be the most important. If I was going to rank them in order, I would put stress and sleep at the very top because it doesn't matter how much you're moving, what you're eating. If you do not know how to metabolize your stress, you cannot be a high-performing individual. And so, you know, at LulaFit, we really pride ourselves on putting stress and sleep at the forefront of helping people be well. And we use movement, food, and restoration to help people achieve that high-performance lifestyle. And, Kelleen, what I find uh, fascinating is uh, when you go to your website, and, of course, we'll share that link with all of our listeners, uh, the very first uh, sort of tab is corporate wellness. So clearly you are dealing with the business community, uh, something that our listeners know well. And uh you, you mentioned stress and you mentioned sleep. Those are things that uh, respectively uh, business owners get a lot of one of them and very little of the other one of those. So you deal with a, a, pretty, <laughs> a pretty, and I'll, I'll let our listeners sort of figure out which <laughs> one of which, um, but you're dealing yeah. with a tough crowd. Uh, where, where do you start when you, when you, uh, I guess, who are you working with um, and, and where do you start in the process? Yeah. So, you know, we work with all types of businesses, mostly service companies, tech firms, law firms, finance firms. And really, for us, it's about human capital. If your business or your job is directly related to making your company money, then you're a good candidate to work with us. So the two biggest misconceptions about stress and sleep, and this is why I think I'm probably one of the few people that has the guts to walk in and talk to a CEO about it is because there are two big misconceptions. One, that we have the ability to control the amount of stress in our lives. We don't. Shalom, you have kids, correct? I do not. Yes. So, I, I, I do, so not. do not have kids. Yeah. Right. But we all know people who have children and who have stressful jobs, and a lot of people have both. It's impossible to control stress. Stress can come from families, come from, come from lifestyle, can come from a job. And People think that if they have less of it, they'll be better off. The fact is, 
stress is a natural occurring thing in our lives. And if we have the ability to control how we react to it, what I call metabolize it in a healthy way, we'll be better off. So we're not trying to teach people how to get rid of the stress. We're trying to teach them how to control the stress, metabolize it properly, and use it as fuel to power them throughout their lifestyle. And then second with sleep, it's another thing you really don't have a ton of control over. We, I mean, you know, of course, we'd all love to be getting eight, eight to nine hours of sleep every night. That's probably rarely happening. Um, but really, you can control quality of sleep a lot better than you can control quantity of sleep. And so if we look at, at those two factors, how do we handle stress and how do we get better quality of sleep, we can really start to make an impact on how we're performing. Colleen, I have to squeeze in a very quick break over here, but we're going to continue the conversation with Colleen Warner of Lulafit in just a quick moment. Get down to business. We'll be right back after this very quick break, and we'll talk a little bit more about the work uh, of Lulafit with individuals and businesses. Welcome back, Chicago. You're listening to Get Down to Business, and I'm thrilled to be joined by Colleen Warner, the founder of LulaFit. Uh, Colleen was just sharing with me uh, some of the uh, core elements of how uh, how her team at LulaFit is working with uh, businesses and business people. Uh, it, we talked a little bit about stress. We talked a little bit about sleep. Um, and Colleen, you're, uh, you have been working with a lot of very interesting companies. I know on your website, uh, you share some very well-known names like the Chicago School uh the Chicago School of Professional Psychology, CBRE, among many, many others. But let's talk about your team um, because you have a uh, pretty extensive list of people uh, that are part of, uh, of the LulaFit uh, name and are working with companies all over. Tell us a little bit about the core uh, talent that you've brought on and how they're helping businesses. Yeah, yeah, we're super, um, you know, excited because we take talent really, really seriously. Um, we actually onboard, train, and certify all of our own talent. So we have a lot of fun recruiting talent in the city of Chicago. There's so much good wellness talent here. Um, I'd say the, the core of it really is in the the, the team itself. It's, it's really not in the management staff. It's the team that is going out and serving our clients. We have an amazing team of trainers. So some are teaching, um, you know, yoga and Pilates and, and group settings. Um, and we have a really amazing team of personal trainers who will work with people one-on-one. We also have an, an amazing dietetics and uh, chef team. So they'll go into offices, they'll do lunch and learns about food, they'll make uh, lunch for people, they'll have hands-on cooking demonstrations. Um, and then our massage therapist staff, which is probably some of our most popular, one of our massage therapist uh, nicknames is Magic Hands, because apparently she can get rid of migraines in under five minutes. Um, so we really, you know, we have a lot of pride in our team. They they work really, really hard. And, you know, they're excited to be on the, the edge of something, you know, uh, cutting edge and different. So we, uh, we're really excited to have all of them working with us. We That's have about amazing. 40 service providers. That's amazing. And I know Chicago is not the only place where you're making an impact. You are uh, slowly but surely spreading uh, spreading the LulaFit message around the country. Tell us a little bit about some of uh, the growth plans, um, because uh, we love talking to small businesses and entrepreneurs just like you, Colleen, and love to hear the story. So we'd love to hear, where, where do you expect to be over the coming years? 
Yeah, yeah. So, you know, a lot of our clients, they have offices in other cities. Um, we do work, you know, around the country right now, but we are actually getting ready to open up our second kind of main hub in my hometown of Detroit, Michigan. Um, I, I did grow up in the suburbs. I, I cannot say I actually grew up in downtown Detroit, but it is absolutely booming, and it's such a close and friendly neighbor of Chicago. We just thought, you know, there are so many businesses opening there, um, a lot of young entrepreneurs, a lot of older businesses that are giving Detroit a shot, and we want to be right there with them, helping them build high-performance teams. That's fantastic. So in the next year, we'll be there. <laughs> uh, well, Colleen, uh, I'm curious, uh, as you've shared uh many of the success stories of Lulafit. I'm curious if you have advice for uh, some of the small business owners or entrepreneurs that might be listening tonight, uh, listening to your story, clearly proud of you, but wondering regarding that story, is there any advice that you would share, things that you know now that you wish you knew when you got started? You know what? That would be absolutely nothing because I think that the reason I started was because ignorance is bliss. (laughs) You don't when you don't know all of the obstacles that you're going to run into, you just go for it. And I think that's such a blessing. I would say absolutely go for it. And the best advice I can give any entrepreneur is try to find comfort in being uncomfortable. There are so many things that are required of you when you run and operate a small business. Um, But if you can kind of, you know, find some comfort in not always knowing what to do, then you'll be just fine. That's great. And uh, Kelly, we know that so many people make their New Year's resolutions, and many of them involve uh, being being fit. Uh, and they uh, they, oh, yes. they they <laughs> decide that January first, life is going to be so different, and then January second or January third, things are sort of back to being the same. But December, the gyms are a lot uh, a lot more empty, and uh, it's certainly a lot easier to make some of those uh, decisions. What advice do you have for uh, just the typical small business owner that's out there listening from, uh, from somewhere in the Chicagoland area? What changes can they implement, aside from potentially contacting Lulafit, uh, what changes can they implement today, December 3rd, in their either diet or fitness? You know what? I think that the best thing that you can do, especially when you're an entrepreneur and you're getting pulled in all different directions, create some time for yourself. In our company, and and, and honestly, make your employees create time for themselves. We have a rule at Lulafit that all of our management staff who aren't, you know, out delivering our services and teaching yoga, each of them have to take two and a half hours a week to do something wellness related. We call it wellness hours. So spend that's thirty minutes a day. It does not include lunch, which most of them do not take, (laughs) including myself, which is bad. But take 30 minutes a day, you know, go for a walk, listen to a podcast, um, you know, meditate if you can, do some stretches at your desk, whatever that is. But take the time, carve it out for yourself because time's the most precious commodity you have and you can't get it back. Well, that's so, uh, I think that's doable, practical, realistic, and certainly something everybody can implement. Um, Colleen, we've got about 30 seconds remaining. I want to make sure our listeners know how to get a hold of Lulafit and uh, and your team. Yeah, so you can visit lulafit.com, L-U-L-A-F-I-T, not Lululemon, don't call them, they don't, <laughs> they don't do what we do. Um, you can also reach us at 773 938 
6058, but, you know, let my team have their Sunday night call in the morning. <laughs> That's great. Well, Colleen, thank you so much. Happy holidays to you. Thank you. We'll be sure to have you back on real soon and follow your progress, follow your story. Appreciate you joining us. Thank you so much. Have a great night. You too. Absolutely. Uh, coming up after the break, we've got more tips and advice for all small business owners. What a fantastic lineup of guests. Learned so much uh, from the, our, our guests from the Small Business Majority and from LulaFit. Uh, great discussion regarding small business and the resources available to them. But now it's time for your business tip of the week, which can be your daily on the morning show at 7.30 a.m. right here on AM560, The Answer. So I've got some five tips to help you rock. That's right, to help you rock your networking events during the holidays. I know that the holidays can be awkward or you can make them into a huge opportunity by using this time as a platform to network. The holidays are already here, and uh, and the dread is starting to set in. And no, we're not talking about the awkward family gatherings with your fruitcake-wielding in-laws. For many of us, the real terror surrounds holiday networking. So if you're currently stressing over whether you're going to look like an idiot wearing a costume, um, you're not alone. Uh, I know I have uh, my Hanukkah sweater out there, and I know some of you have your Christmas outfits, and they're all over the place, and uh, folks are coming uh, along with them to all of those holiday parties. So all those winter events you have to go to. Many of us would rather pretend to be sick and stay home, drinking eggnog perhaps in a darkened room. But in actuality, This is the perfect time to get ahead. All those holiday parties are the prime time to make fresh connections and start the new year off on the right foot. So uh, I read something on Inc.com, and I encourage you to please check that out, uh, that Ken Rutowski, the host and president of the Business Rockstars radio show, uh, I don't know him personally, but apparently he's a networking veteran who's earned himself the reputation of the super connector. So he shared uh, his top five tips to help you network through the holidays, and I wanted to share them with you all tonight. Uh, number one is don't look at it as networking. View events and business meetings as relationship building opportunities, and don't ever ask for the business. Pick the right events and be realistic. If the event is only for C-suite executives and you're not on that level, then the event's probably not right for you. Dress appropriately. Really know the crowd you're going to be hanging out with. In general, don't wear a suit and tie if the event is more casual and vice versa. By the way, this goes for Halloween costumes. We're past Halloween already. Um, but, the you know, come on. Like, let's be realistic over here. You don't need to try to be uh, cute by coming in with a costume. And if everybody is coming with a costume, make sure you're wearing one. Um, bring a wingman. Two heads are better than one when it comes to meeting people. You'll be able to cover more ground and have a fallback person to rendezvous with if you need a break if you have somebody that comes along with you so take advantage of that and number five make it all about others ken became known as a super connector because he was always introducing people to other people people appreciate it when you do the networking for them they come to know you as they come to know you as someone who is connected and gets things done the holidays are indeed as i started out an awkward time for almost everyone remember we're in this together stick to these five rules and get ahead this season the five rules again are don't look at it as networking pick the right events and be realistic dress appropriately bring a wingman and make Make it all about others. Follow those those five tips and you will rock the networking, the holiday networking experience 
uh, and all of the networking events that come along with it. So when we started the show, we talked about ways to show appreciation to employees. We then continued on. We talked a little bit about ways to show appreciation to clients. We talked uh, with uh, Jerry Aglipe from Small Business Majority, Colleen Warner from LulaFit. Hopefully you're getting uh, the message that uh, holidays, there's a lot of great resources, a lot of great events, a lot of great ways that you can start to make a change. I hope you put all those things into practice. We'll link to all of our guests through our website, shalomkline.com. I'll be posting the podcast from today's conversation, but we have hundreds of other conversations posted right there, and you get a sneak peek of who's going to be on next week on the show, all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. Uh, Don't miss it. Check out my website, shalomkline.com. Follow me on Twitter at shalomkline, and be sure to check out our wonderful sponsors, Tandem HR. You can give them a call, 630-928-0510, and get on their website, tandemhr.com. They have a new video blog, a vlog, if you want to call it that, with lots of great tips, advice, and information, and you give them a call again, 630-928-0510. To success, let's get down to business. We'll talk to you next Sunday right here at 6 p.m. on AM560 The Answer.